Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time, and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Ah, it's tough to believe it's already a Thursday night. I mean, it feels like yesterday. Watched a couple of games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Where is the time going? Flying by. Already the 18th day of January. We're, what, six and a half weeks away from free agency, 98 days away from the NFL draft. Uh, Blink twice, and it'll be here. The pursuit of the defensive coordinator continues. We do hope in one half hour we'll have a guest on to talk about Wink Martindale. We do have an issue right now with the phones that are not working. It, it, it feels like there's been an eclipse outside or like the zombies are coming. It's just eerie right now in Jacksonville. Lock them up. And hopefully you'll enjoy listening to yours truly along with JJ for the next couple of hours. But it happens maybe once a month where it'll take about an hour to barrel down Southside Boulevard. And my goodness, the congestion on that road today. I have no idea. Now, um, for starters, one of the great things about Jacksonville is when it rains, 95% of the drivers fall into a coma, okay? This is a very safe town when it comes to driving. I I would think the average miles per hour drops probably 15 to 20 uh, if there's just even a trace of rain. And it, it is right now. It's it's bad out there. But that's good. We want you to be safe, and we want you uh, to listen. But something's going on. And when I came in and heard the phone lines weren't working, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I noticed there was a cop on the uh, on-ramp on both sides just kind of hanging out. And I'm like, did someone escape from jail? Oh, jail? Baloo, that's that's overlooking the river. That's prime real estate. What are you talking about, Jay? All right, enough of that. We got a lot to do. Um, divisional weekend, eight huge games. Only one Super Bowl winning quarterback remains in Pat Mahomes, right? That's it. Who's next? Is it Mahomes? Did you take Mahomes or the field? Are you taking Mahomes or the other seven quarterbacks? You look at what he has in store. He's got to go to Buffalo to play his first ever road playoff game. And if Kansas City wins this, it is going to be remarkable. They will be a part of a sixth consecutive AFC championship game, right? Um, Tom Brady and and New England did it for eight straight years, but it's not supposed to be this way in pro football. It's why we have the salary cap. It's why great teams struggle and You know, look at a team like Tampa Bay after saying goodbye to Tom Brady. Look at a team like Detroit after making a move and and, uh, and sending over Matt Stafford, who obviously won a Super Bowl. San Francisco found Brock Purdy 
with the last pick in the draft. Green Bay went from Lord Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and it felt like it was going to be a big letdown with Jordan Love. In his third year, he's got an opportunity uh, to win a Super Bowl. So it's just absolutely crazy if you look at this. And if I was ranking quarterbacks just off the naked eye, I didn't write it down or anything, I'd say Mahomes is the best. Then it's Jackson, Lamar Jackson, albeit. Do you realize that C.J. Stroud has as many playoff victories lifetime as Lamar Jackson? Do you realize that Jordan Love has as many playoff victories lifetime as Lamar Jackson? That Trevor Lawrence has as many playoff victories lifetime as Lamar Jackson? He's one in three. Now, this offense is totally different, still the best in the league when it comes to rushing the football. They are bringing in Dalvin Cook. He has been activated. He will play uh, this weekend as well. The great running back coach, uh, Willie Taggart, uh, right now in Baltimore under the tutelage, obviously, of John Harbaugh. Uh, and, you know, with what Todd Munkin has done and, and their ability to strike as well in the air, it, it makes them just a very dynamic offense. But still, he's only one in three lifetime, the great Josh Allen. I would rank third. I put Stroud in four as a rookie. Probably love five. Purdy, Goff, Baker. We can we can argue that, and you can certainly send us your opinion on it. But look at this list: seven first round picks. The only one who's not a first round pick is Brock Purdy, which is just a phenomenal story. There's really no other way to say it. First round picks here. Again, everyone not named Pat Mahomes has not won a Super Bowl. So what is it going to be this year? Are we going to crown another champion in the NFL? Is there going to be another quarterback joining the likes of, I I believe, only five others right now in the game? And that considers uh, bringing back, excuse me, that is uh, considering what happened with Cleveland. And obviously, uh, who did they bring back from Baltimore again? I can't even think of a starting quarterback. Can you help me here? Starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, won a Super Flacco. Bowl. The ball. Joe Flacco, thank you very much. Uh, transfer from what, Pittsburgh to, was it West Virginia to Pitt? I think it was uh, possibly some backyard brawl stuff there. Joe Flacco played for, like, uh, New Hampshire, the Blue Hens, whatever the Blue Hens is. Didn't he transfer from Pittsburgh? Let me let me look this up. I swear to God. I actually I don't swear to God. That's that's a bad term uh to use. Um have a little trouble with the computer too. Maybe it, are are the phone lines connected to our to our computer? Uh do we know that? Let's see. He uh no, he, Joe Flacco went to Pittsburgh and Delaware. All right, yeah, there you go. Blue he was hens. at Pitt. Yep. And, and ended up losing the starting job there and then and went off to Delaware. But but anyway, I mean, you know, you got him, you got Russell Wilson, you got Matt Stafford. You don't have a lot of starting quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. We could very easily have a new one this year, although I think most would say, well, maybe not. Maybe you'll take the number one seats in a case of Jackson or Purdy. Um, Patrick Mahomes, to me, this time of year is still the guy to beat. Obviously, all the experience, but it's just something to consider. All right. One of the reasons why I raised Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, and if they win it again, that's six straight AFC championship games in which they will be a part of. That is not supposed to happen. 
If we go back to the start of this year, I was really under the assumption that in the AFC South, this was going to be really the beginning of something that was going to happen here. And what I mean by that is a lot of consistency in a lot of AFC South divisional champions, right? Year after year after year. They weren't even able to do it for a second consecutive year. But that was certainly my thinking during last year with the offseason. And certainly throughout the month of August, uh, I felt that way. I thought there was such a sizable gap between the Jaguars and the other three teams in the division. The other three, there had really been points of major dysfunction. I mean, just look what went on in Houston. Look what went on in Indianapolis. And, you know, there there was a little bit of a fire sale earlier to this year uh, in Nashville. And, and of course, uh, they ended up making the moves that they did and the trades that they did and and now the firing of Mike Vrabel. So I, I just kind of expected that. My feeling was, all right, now for the Jaguars, settle in. It's the weakest division in pro football. You're going to be the dominant team year after year after year after year. It didn't work out that way. And now it feels like the other teams are closer to Jacksonville. And in, in the case of Houston, you could say that, you know, they are now actually ahead of them. If I was to look at these eight quarterbacks who were playing in the playoffs and said, all right, you're the GM. Are you keeping Trevor Lawrence? Are you taking any one of those eight quarterbacks? How many would you actually take? Obviously, Mahomes and Jackson, you'd say yes to. My guess is Josh Allen as well. I think a lot of you right now would say, give me C.J. Stroud. Are you really going to take Love over him? Are you going to take Brock Purdy over him? Or or guys who are aging a little bit and Jerry Goff, not as old as you would think. And, you know, Baker Mayfield basically on a show-me year is going to earn a good contract, whether it's there in Tampa or elsewhere. It, It just makes you think. And thinking is what I've done an awful lot of lately when it comes to this team. And, you know, I, I, I want to make a, a promise, okay? I don't think I've ever promised. Uh, maybe I did a pinky promise with my daughters years ago or something. But, but promise is like a word. It's like a high school word, right? I mean, who really says promise anymore? Maybe you do with your significant other. If so, that's, I'm not going to go down that particular Uh, road or, you know, I'll stay in my lane. But the word is something I probably have never used in 32 years worth of radio. But I've given this a considerable amount of thought. And here's where we are. I want to take you through fact and fiction. And fiction is consistently that of uh, uh, pipe dreams, right? Fantasy, what could be where reality and fact is, uh uh-uh, this is where you are. This is where you are as a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. But I want to do it this way. And I've said forever, and I mean it, I love the offseason more than in-season. The reason why I love the offseason more than in-season is because I cover a losing franchise. All right? There's nothing worse than a Monday where you got to get out of the rack, go to work, 
Some of you hate your job. Some of you can't stand your personal life. You need the Jaguars. It is your diversion. It is your drug. It keeps you going. And when they lose and lose and lose and lose and lose, it destroys you. And I get it. Now, they've had winning seasons consecutively. I get that, 9-8. and eight. And it's much better now than it once was. But the expectations have grown, due in part because of people like me. They told you this was going to be a dominant team. They told you you have a franchise quarterback. They told you they have an outstanding head coach. They told you they're going to dominate the AFC South. Okay? I've spent hours and hours and hours doing that. Too much time doing that. And they failed. There's no other way to say it. They failed after being 8-3. and three. But as much as I complain, what do I complain about? I complain about the team, and I complain about the team when they don't do the right things. Really, the only other thing I complain about in life is the freaking weather. That's it. And how perfect has January been? The doldrums, the loss, the caving in of the year, and every day around here, the weather's been just awful. And and frankly, I think... It's together one. I think it's supposed to be that way. I mean, it can't be 85 and sunny out right now. You know it's going to be that way in a week or whatever. I mean, we get 300-plus good days a year in Duval. But the weather's been awful ever since the Jaguars went through their collapse. So, maybe it's a little self-serving, and if so, so be it. But... I complain when things don't go well. I don't complain in general. That's not my makeup. You see me off the air. I'm a totally different bird. I'm a totally different human being who enjoys his life, enjoys good people. For the most part, man, I am happy. There's only two things that really get to me. Again, one, I can't control the weather. The other, I wish I could control the Jaguars and Florida State. And obviously, I have my opinion, and it's never going to change. But this is where I'm going to draw the line. I don't do that every day, and I can't do that every day. My intent now, from this moment on, fix it, solve it. How do you change things for the better? The starting point at 9 and 8 is leaps and bounds ahead of where they were. Leaps and bounds. Still not good enough, but the starting point is so much better. As we head to what I continuously say, the most incredible off-season in franchise history. Every move this organization makes, I'm going to have an opinion, okay? If my opinion is a complaint, it's because I don't like what they did, all right? If they bring back Cam Robinson, I'm not going to like it because the guy gets hurt. He gets hurt three consecutive years. I want the $17,750,000 to go out and do something else. That's just one example. So I'll complain about that, but I'll give you my reasoning. And, you know, I'll give you facts. The weather's awful. I'll give you facts. Rosie O'Donnell's thin. I'll give you my opinion. I don't think they should bring back Cam Robinson. The guy can't stay healthy. If they do something that is different from that, then I'm going to give you my opinion. But everything that I do is based on what? You as a fan, 
how does this team get to from where they are right now to where they need to be? Now, the fiction part of all this is amazing. It really is. Now, I look at Shad Khan, and I'm trying to figure things out. I am. Is Shad Khan content? Is going 9-8 and eight for Shad Khan good enough? His franchise now is worth more than it was one year ago at this time. The man is 60-135 and 135 as an owner. He's gone 9-8 and eight in consecutive years. That is totally new for him. That's a winning organization. It doesn't satisfy you as the Jaguars fan, but maybe it satisfies him as a business owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, I don't know. There's been rumors that Shad's been involved. There's been rumors that Shad wanted the coordinators out. There's been rumors that Shad was with Doug Peterson after that press conference when Peterson told us he needed time, he needed days to decide to do what he needed to do with his coaching staff. And then two and a half hours later, the defensive staff is fired. That that doesn't add up. That's weird. That's awkward. That's not that's not truth telling. Something happened. Okay, the Albert Breer stuff that's out today. They're at odds. You know, the loyalty that's going on with Press Taylor. There are rumors. No one's going to put their name on it. But here, here's where we are, okay? You knew they weren't going to win a Super Bowl this year. I knew they weren't going to win a Super Bowl this year. They could win a Super Bowl as early as next year. They need to make a lot of changes. But the thing that Jacksonville is missing is their relationship with you in this fan base. It is silent. And in a town like this, you have to be vocal. The fan base is so incredibly passionate. Let me give you this. I've given this thought, much thought, and it's 100% the truth. Let me give you a hypothetical. Say it's a week ago. Shad Khan meets the media. If Shad Khan grabbed the microphone and did the following, I could be his publicist. I could be Jim Woodcock. I could have written him the script. You want to change the way that Jacksonville feels right now about this football team? Listen up, Mr. Khan. This is what you should have done. You should have grabbed the mic and said, we went from 8-3 to three to 9-8. and eight. I'm very disappointed in our collapse. I want to thank each and every one of the diehard Jacksonville Jaguar fans out there. You did your part. We did not. Trent Bulky has been relieved as, uh, of his duties. Trent Bulky has been fired as the general manager of this football team. The coaching staff outside of Doug Peterson and a a couple of assorted position coaches have been let go as well. The next couple of weeks, I'm getting together with my people. Our first move is a new general manager, and then he, along with Doug Peterson, will fill in the coaching staff. Part three of this address. This wasn't good enough, and I'm making a change. Now I'm going to ask you, As we make this change, we look into the future, it's time for a brand new stadium in Jacksonville.
if you come out, if he came out and did what everyone wants, fire the general manager, make coaching changes, reward the fans, and then say, we need a facelift or we need a new one, you people would have responded. The one thing I do not believe in you is this. I hear it every year. That's it. I'm not going. I'm done. I'm no longer going to buy season tickets for the Jaguars. You're a liar. I hear it every year. It's knee jerk. You got the rest of January and February and March and April and May. By the time July and August comes around, you're back in. You don't have a hockey team to fall on. You don't have a basketball team to fall on. You don't have a baseball team. You don't have anything in this town. All you've got is the Jaguars. It's in your arteries. It's in your veins. You can tell me you're leaving, but you're going to come back. It happens every single year. Can you imagine if Shad Khan, a brilliant man, a multi-billionaire, had enough Jacksonville sense to make that move? There's not one person that I know who supports Trent Baalke. Not one. Okay? Not one. I talked to tons of people before I do this show. You may not know it. You may think I just wake up out of the rack and open my mouth. I, I, I cannot. I can find people who support Press Taylor. I can find people who thought it was a mistake to fire Mike Caldwell. I can't find one for Trent Bulky. How does Shad Khan not see that? How does Shad Khan not hear that? I know he doesn't live here. I know he's not piped in here. So just give that a hypothetical. Give that 30 seconds worth of thought to you, the diehard fan. You talk about turning a franchise around 180. You say goodbye to him and some coaches and say, we're going to fix this, and oh yeah, we need a new stadium, and then you get Mark Lamping and his people to go on the tour, you would be all a part of that. Good luck to Mark. Now, how are you going to go ask these people for money now? How's that going to work? Every time I mention it, the text line, and my, my personal text line, the station text line, 641-1010, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, is, 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 is filled with no way. Don't even ask. Don't even come to my hood. That's all you had to do. Smart business. We're going in a different direction. And the starting point is better. You're 9 and 8. You got a 24-year-old franchise quarterback who all of a sudden his career is in flux. Simple. Simple. Uh, 6411010. Just one person, please. Give me your support for Trent Baalke. Just, I just want one. Put your name on it. I can't find one. Anywhere. I mean, this has entered Gene Smith territory. Really, really bad. So that is what I would have done. And I mentioned the word promise. It's as simple as that. I, I, I cannot come in here every night 
with the doom and gloom. I can't. My message every night is going to be, how does this team get better? What moves do they make to get better? And again, it is going to be an incredible offseason. I mean, Cam Robinson, Brandon Sheriff, Walker Little, Luke Fortner, fifth year on ETN, fifth year on Lawrence, Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley. That's just off the top of my head on offense. Jamal Agnew. Are you going to restructure Kirk? Are you going to restructure Khan? Are you going to give the bag to Allen? Can you slap a franchise tag on Allen? Are you going to cut Williams, restructure Williams? Are you going to cut Rayshon Jenkins? Are you going to, um, you know, it's just one after another. The draft, free agency. I, I, I have to believe the good part of all this, since Bulky is still employed, I have to believe he knows this is it. If he doesn't win at the if we're a year from now and they're nine and eight, he's fired. And I believe Doug Peterson's fired as well. I, I I still think that that's a big part of this, and I actually want to get to it on the other side. Any luck with our phones? They're down. That, that's disappointing. I, I do have a what I thought was going to be a great guest coming up here on the other side, joining us from New York to kind of give us the um, you know, the full deal on Wink Martindale, uh, what he brings. You know, he's more of a man. Uh, man-to-man coverage defensive coordinator who obviously loves the blitz. There's been a lot written about this the last few days. Jacksonville obviously is is primarily a zone defense. So to me, that's always been the greatest part of coaching. Are you hard-headed like Jimbo Fisher and say, I have the best offense in America, run it? Well, the only guy who could ever run it is Jameis Winston. Or are you brilliant like a guy like Jeremy Pruitt, who's out of coaching, who came from Bama, went to Florida State, went to Georgia. He had great personnel at all three stops, but it was different personnel at all three stops. Jeremy Fowler was able to, or Jeremy Pruitt was able to recognize that and say, I got to play the Florida State guys differently than I'm going to play the Georgia guys because it's a different set of talent. And it worked. As bad as it's been for him as of late, he understood his talent. He understood what they could do and what they can't do. Isn't that a great coach? Not come in here and say, hey, I got the best there is. We're going to run it. No. You have to run things with the talent that you have. Jacksonville has two pass rushers. That's it. That's it. You know, Jacksonville's bad against the run. You got to fix it. Jacksonville's better in zone coverage. Wink Martindale wants to play man cut. Well, do you have the talent to play man coverage? So I, we're not going to be able to make this work with our um, uh, with our friend, unfortunately. Uh, maybe I can get him on later in the show if the lines get back on, or perhaps uh, tomorrow night uh, Art Stapleton does a great job, both with USA Today and Bergen Record, covering the New York Giants. Uh, I'm disappointed, but that's life in the world of radio. All right, opening comments are brought to you by Schmunez Vision. Dr. Neil Schmunez, a shout out. Drive safe home in this weather. Dr. Catherine Schmunez, a shout out. Drive home safe in this weather. Folks, it's all about your eyes. And right now it's getting dark, right? Or already has gotten dark and it's raining. It's terrible out. I, I, I hope your vision is something that you do take 
seriously, okay? I, I just feel like it's one part of our body that we neglect, and it's amazing. Do stupid things like sleep in your contacts, let your contacts expire, even though you probably need a, a new prescription. Sure, they do that at Schmunez Vision, but that's common. That's typical. What about real serious stuff? You got spotting in your eyes, blurry vision, headaches, right? Uh, maybe someone in the office said, oh, I bet you have a cataract situation. You're going to need cataract surgery. And my husband had cataract surgery, and it was awful. Okay, people were scared of that. I get it. Well, they have been doing surgery for more than 30 years, including eight and a half years ago on my right eye. Cataract surgery is a part of what they do. There may be another remedy where you don't need surgery. Everyone is different, and your eyes are different. I want you to go to their website. You're going to be blown away by it. Schmunez Vision, they're the best right here in Jacksonville, a family practice. Make sure you check them out today. Schmunez Vision. Check them out online. All right. I want your response to what I threw out there to you. You think I'm on a dose of extra dose of happy pills today? Fine. I, I can handle that. I can handle anything. The hypothetical I gave you. Give me your thoughts on that. 641-1010, your best way to join us. That is on the text line. That's brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, we do tonight till 8, tomorrow night 6 to 8. Trying to uh, hammer out our situation here with the phone lines. Want to get Art Stapleton on from the Bergen Record as well as uh, USA Today. Plenty of knowledge on uh, Wink Martindale, who, um, you know, comes with quite a reputation. Yesterday, Dave Wydell telling me that he believes this team needs uh, someone who is vocal. You know, there's been too much of a, I got it around here. Whether it's during a game, whether it's during practice, whether it's during team meetings, not enough accountability around here. and. You know, I'm fascinated by this. We're, we're in an era right now where we've seen everything change, that, you know, hard-assery is gone. Um, accountability is gone. It's a softer generation who is now playing, and you have to coddle to them. You have to be a player's coach. You can't openly criticize. You certainly can't in the media, right? And look at the Calvin Wrigley meltdown. He was asked about running wrong routes instead of just handling it. Look at the pushback. A day later, Press Taylor had to blame each and every one of three of those missteps on Trevor Lawrence. I I guess the thinking was Trevor can handle the criticism, and he's gotten plenty of it. Calvin Wrigley, who's had issues, I'm not making light of him, he's had issues, couldn't handle, you know, open – uh, corrective criticism. So, you know, that is um, that is alarming. And, and th- th- that is where we are now in the world of sports. I mean, it's totally different. Y- you've got to change things up as far as your approach with these players. And, I, and I'm not saying these players aren't tough. They're physically tough, Right. They're bigger, faster, and stronger now than they were when I was covering this game beginning in 1995. That's just it. We've seen 
advancement in nutrition and certainly weight training and everything else. But it's the whole discipline, right? It's the whole uh, being tough and, you know, getting in someone's face. You can't do that anymore. And, And there's not a lot of coaches out there who do it. Two of them are now out of jobs. And Belichick and Saban, excuse me, Belichick and Vrabel. I think they'll get hired again, but that's just, that's where things are now today in the NFL. All right, let's do that right now. Let's head to New Jersey, New York. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. I want to bring in Art Stapleton. does an outstanding job covering the New York Giants. He does so for the record and USA Today, and I appreciate him being flexible as well as we had to figure out our issue here with the phone lines, we've solved it, and Art Stapleton goes into the night with Rick Ballou. Art, thanks for a few minutes. I believe we have lost Art. Do we have Art with us? Hello, Art. We do not have Art. Okay, as I said, we have had issues with our with our phone lines, so uh, I do apologize. I, I, I really don't know what more I can say about it outside of the fact that this is what happens uh, time and again in live radio. Anyway, we will get to that because I'm really fascinated here about Wink Martindale. I know today Marquand, you know, Marquand Manuel did interview uh, as the safeties coach for the New York Jets. Obviously, Ryan Nielsen is picking up a lot of play. Um, earlier, the permission was uh, denied by the Atlanta Falcons, but today was the second interview for Bill Belichick in Atlanta. So, you know, it really feels like they're getting close. And with Jerry Jones electing to, you know, obviously stay with Mike McCarthy for one more year, kind of feels like Bill Belichick, the only place he's going to end up would be Atlanta, unless there was a surprise firing. And I say surprise now because another day has gone by and we still don't know for sure what is going on in Philadelphia with uh, Nick Suriani, but it's going to open things up. Bill Belichick is obviously going to want to bring in his own staff, and Ryan Nielsen is a guy that has completely turned things around in just one season with the Atlanta Falcons. So there's been five candidates. In my opinion, those are the two that are generating the most pub at this point whether it be Ryan Nielsen or Wink Martindale, it doesn't mean that they are going to, in fact, bring in one of those two. Uh, I'm still really fascinated about Leslie Frazier. There's a guy who's had a year off, right? There's a guy that I guess you don't have to formally announce that you're interviewing him because he's not right now, um, you know, being, he, he's not on someone else's payroll at this particular time. So you don't have to ask another organization, like obviously you would have to do here with Ryan Nielsen uh, in Atlanta and Marquand Manuel in New York with the Jets. And, you know, the whole Wink Martindale deal, that ended roughly with the New York Giants, but he is now officially free to go anywhere. He was owed $3 million for the 2024 season. They were unable to put a deal together, and both parties just said, that's it. Let's rip it up, and that's exactly what did take place. So uh, that is the latest there with uh, Wink Martindale and Baltimore. All right, tonight's show in part brought to you by the good folks over at Patriot Roofing Services. 
They specialize in all types of commercial and residential roofing and repairs, gutters, sun tubes, skylights, 10-year workmanship warranty. Financing is available. Uh, Senior citizen and military discounts. No subcontractors. Give my buddy Mark Tozzolo a call at 982-4052. That's 982-4052. Licensed and insured Patriot Roofing. Check everything out uh, from them online. And again, it's both for your home or your business, residential or commercial. That's good news there, whether it's for a brand new roof or roofing repairs. All right, want to get to some of your answers. Got just a ton on the, you know, the hypothetical uh, that that I said uh, about Shad Khan, getting a lot of feedback there, getting a lot of people here uh, <laughs> saying that I should be involved, which is hilarious. I know I know people are just having a good time as far as um, football operations. I uh, th- That is a brutal job. Th- this is not an easy job, okay? Being a decision maker, free agency, the draft, it, it, it is tough. But, you know, Jacksonville, they have failed as of late especially with the draft, and it's a failure with me. But again, I don't know if it's a failure with him because he's been 9-8 and eight in consecutive years. And, you know, I, I don't have anything in front of me. What was it? One, you know, 60 and 135. You take away 18 wins. I, I, I mean, this guy... This guy was what, um, uh, 18 wins. He was 42 and minus 135 is what, six. I mean, this guy won 42 games up until two years ago. So, yeah, you can look at this and say fans are, are still uptight about it. Fans are bothered by it. We've gone from winning 42 games, what was it, more than 10 years, I think, to the last two seasons winning nine games apiece. So, obviously, the arrow is pointed up, and that's great. And, again, that's going to be part of my really pledge during this offseason is it's not as bad as it could be, right? You've seen as bad as it can be. Do we have them now? now let's, let's try it again, see if we can bring in our buddy uh, Art Stapleton. Art, you there? Hello, Art. He's not. Um, if this was a date, I would have given up a long time ago. If it was business, I probably would go back for a third time, right? See if I can cash a check. Uh, in the line of business and radio like this, all you can really do is laugh and say, hey, you know, what have I done? A thousand shows? since A thousand shows? I've been here 18 years. What do I do? 300 a year? I'll let you do the math. Uh, this is one of the only times this has ever happened. So I'm not, uh, I'm not upset about it. I'm not complaining. I think the old me would have gone crazy. The old me would have probably flipped the booth, flipped the table. Um, but now I'm just kind of mellow, you know? It's like, hey, Land, you know, things like this happen. If the phone lines are down here, I imagine the phone lines are down all throughout um, Duval. And it is what it is. Our people are working on it. I don't think it's our fault, though. I think it's Comcast's fault, right? That's our understanding. Art, are you there? Is Art there? No, it, it's... Is anybody out there? 
Maybe we should do that. Just play the wall. What do you think? We got a break anyway. Yeah, we do. Now, let's take a break. I, I, I tell you what is working. That is our text line because it is absolutely blowing up. 641-1010. That is your best bet. Get us on the text line. That is brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, rest in peace, Glenn Fry. Died on this day, 2016. That's amazing. I would have thought it was two years ago, three years ago. Who else went right around him? Was it David Bowie or am I wrong there? Bowie went earlier. And uh, then Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry always was in uh, in good shape. Yeah, David Bowie went right around the same time. Okay. Uh, January 10th. 2016. Mm. Yeah. Two rock gods. I mean, just. I got Bowie's biography. I haven't read it yet, but I'm. You know, the whole Spiders from Mars, that whole Ziggy Stardust deal. I mean, he was. He and Lou Reed were like the first to like the alter ego, you know, and. Um. You know, Frank Zappa did all that stuff. And um, Velvet Underground with Lou Reed did a lot of that stuff. And the punk movement got kind of crazy. But you didn't have rock stars that would would do things like that. And there hasn't been a lot since, right? I mean, Bono did it during the uh, the Zoo TV tour. But... It, that is just tough to pull off. Uh, you know, Elton John did all the costumes and all that type of stuff, but we're talking about a completely different individual. And, um, I don't know. I'm going to read it. I, I've got a lot of good books uh, that i got to read. Um, but I'll get to that eventually. Man, I can't believe that. 2016. That is crazy. That is just nuts. Uh, Grand Funk Railroad's rolling into town here in a few weeks. Looking forward to seeing them. Two of their three original members are still with us. But these older bands, I actually talked to my daughter in in Paris. She said they went to a David Bowie cover show in Paris. And she said it was incredible. So it's interesting. My oldest daughter is like not a sports fan at all, but the one thing she did get for me is obviously her love for uh, classic rock and roll. She's got that in her, which is a good thing. But we'll cut Robinson, move Wrigley, uh, uh, move um, uh, cut Robinson, move Little from right to left, let Wrigley walk. Uh, yeah, so it, because of what I said, I'm getting a ton of a ton of feedback uh, from you on my, uh, you know, kind of my pledge a little bit earlier tonight. And if you listen throughout the years, it's it's not going to be anything uh, different than I've always done. I just felt like tonight I wanted to mention it because I, I, I think we get caught up in things and maybe, 
you know, perception isn't reality. Uh, don't get me wrong. If they make moves that I don't support, I'm, I'm going to voice my opinion. If you consider that a complaint, fine. If you consider that just simply my way of, of uh, analyzing it, that's fine as well. But everything that I do is with the feeling of, does this team get better? And that's another part of this whole equation that is why I'm telling you right now, okay? And I feel like, a, I feel like one of those uh, palm readers, right? Uh, what was the palm reader in the Bruce song? Uh, is it Jungle Land or Thunder Road? Uh, for telling fortunes better than they do. Right, that's the end of Jungle Land. Is it Madame Marie? Um, but anyway, the, the reason why you're going to change endgame, it has to work. I've said all along, and there's rumors that Bulky and, and Peterson aren't seeing eye to eye. I love it. I mean, well, we don't mince any words here. I love it. They shouldn't be seeing eye to eye. You can't go from eight and three to nine and eight and be told that, hey, we're going to Cancun and we're going to, you know, going to Mexico, uh, which I guess is uh, Cancun or Aruba or any of that type of stuff. You know, we're going Dominican Republic or going tropical and everything's great. No, they, they should be at odds. This thing blew up. And I've always believed that Doug Peterson is not the guy that Trent Baalke wanted. I don't know that. That's not a fact. That's my opinion. Now, my, most of my opinions are not just something I throw out, you know, hey, I, I need the phone lines to ring. I need the text line to ring. Let me throw this. No, it's not that. It's, it's, it's been well thought out. And I've talked to people, many, about issues like this. I, I hate to go back on negativity, but what a complete Mickey Mouse situation this organization was two years ago when they had a chance to be so far ahead of everyone else. And they brought in Peterson and Jim Caldwell and then let five weeks go by until they decide. I mean, right then you could tell something's wrong. Something's wrong with leadership. And then they turn around, have a great second half of the season. Down double digits in what? Four games, come from behind, win seven games late, playoff game, down 20. I mean, it's tough to criticize. They shocked everyone. But it never felt genuine. It never felt real. I mean, everything changed, right? Took five weeks to get your coach. And then you're going to have Trent Bulky report to someone higher than him, but then out of nowhere, like a few weeks in. Uh uh-uh, uh, that's not going to happen. The relationship is so strong between Bulky and Peterson, there'll be no reporting to someone above Bulky who would report to Khan. That position doesn't even get off the ground. So I expect him to go back and forth. If I was Doug Peterson, I would be thinking, Bulky's not my guy. Bulky doesn't want me here. And I think I understand that part of it for Shad Khan. If you fired Trent Bulky, as I said, and again, I'm looking at the text line, I'm getting hundreds here. I cannot find one person to support Bulky. Not one person. 
If so, it, it, please look on here, uh, JJ, as well. If you find one, let's let's give him credit. I can't find it. If you were to say goodbye to Bulky and you go get a new general manager, how do you say to this general manager, Doug Peterson's your coach? And even if he nods his head yeah and shakes his hand and slaps backs and kisses babies and says this is it, it's going to work, it's going to work, it's going to work, when you're in a position of power, you want your own. We just talked about Bill Belichick. It's why all of a sudden Ryan Nielsen is available to interview here in Jacksonville because if Belichick gets that job in Atlanta, you think he's going to be told you got to keep this coach on or that coach on? Now, Peterson did keep a couple of coaches on. Linebacker coach. Um, but you understand? And if you say goodbye to Bulky, then that would probably leave Doug Peterson as a lame duck. So the end game becomes it's all out there. You don't have to wait to see it in print. You don't have to wait until after the draft and, you know, in May or June during the the offseason where everyone has a list, right? You know when we get to, to the list time of year? You know, everything is ranked, the best of this, best of worst, and everything is a list because, you know, guys in my profession, girls in my profession, it, there's not as much out there, and there haven't been games played. So you need to create content, uh, you know, content. What's the best way to create content? What's the laziest way to create content? A list. Can we get Chris Jericho to bring back the list? That was brilliant years ago in the WWE. But you're going to get that. And I'll tell you right now, number one on the list, if not number two on the number one on the list can be Mike McCarthy because it's America's team, because it's Dallas. Right after that's going to be Doug Peterson. Welcome to the hot seat. Nine and eight each year. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to you. You want more. Apparently, it does matter to Shaw, and we've already talked about that with Shad Khan. But it's a lot easier if you fail to say goodbye to everyone and then start with a clean slate for 2025. And I believe anything short of the playoffs. Maybe the best thing that happened to Jacksonville is that they didn't get into the playoffs. Imagine if they got in and got blown out at home. It still would have been a success. It still would have been back-to-back winning seasons, back-to-back AFC South champions, back-to-back trips to the playoffs. Never want to lessen an achievement. But that's gone now. You have the bad taste. Final issue on this, and it's the most important one of all. Does Trent Bulky change his offseason philosophy? The best thing that Trent Bulky has done, he's better at free agency than he is the draft. He does a real good job with contracts. Most of them, regardless of years, are two-year contracts. In year three, it's, it's whacked, right? It says, release me. Unless you're good enough, where we've seen 
restructures, and we've seen quite a few of those, right? Roy Robertson-Harris, Christian Kirk, I guess Evan, Evan Ingram was a one-year show-me deal. Um, Foley, okay. Now, a lot of these guys, are, some of them are going to get let go this year, and there is going to be some dead money. But if you're, if it's this year, which it should be, See, I, I look at things a little bit differently. I, I'm always trying to build ahead. I, you know, I said all last year, do this, do this, do that. But I, and I'm, I, I don't want to be, oh, I told you, I told you, I told you. I hate the I told you so guy. But I, there was no way they were going to win a Super Bowl this year. I said it all year. JJ said it all year. This is no way. They didn't have it. But Trent Boki did a real good job not mortgaging the future, dead cap wise, right? It was about, year after year after year, where he must have known he's got at least a three-year contract. Regardless of record, he's not going anywhere. Does all of a sudden he change things? Now, the Cam Robinson deal. All along, to me, Cam Robinson is cut. He's overpriced, and he gets injured. Well, is he a better left tackle than Walker Little? I, I still don't know. We haven't seen enough out of Walker Little. He played four games early, was great, and they slid him to, to guard, and he got 11 snaps and got hurt. Okay? Let's say all along, Trent's thinking, there's no way that I'm bringing back Cam Robinson at $22 million. He's gone. We're going to play Walker Little. We're going to address that. Now, with the win now, you must win now. Does he change his way of thinking? Say, damn right, Cam Robinson's coming back as my left tackle. There's no question about it. Foye Oluokan and his, his contract is just nuts this year. Obviously, you have to keep him. Next to Josh Allen, he's been your best defensive player, right? Really struggled in week 18, game 17, but he's still been a leader, and he's been a real good part of that linebacking core. All along, it's been you either cut him or you restructure him. Is all of a sudden now he's saying, well, there's no way I'm cutting Foyer Lulikon. He's my best or second best defensive player. I'm restructuring that deal. He's staying. Christian Kirk, I got to restructure that deal. He's staying. Darius Williams, I am restructuring that deal. He. He'll worry about 2025 and 2026 when it gets here. Right now, he's got to win. All along, I've been saying, do Trevor Lawrence. Make him the highest paid player in pro football. You might as well do it because you're going to benefit down the road. Well, the guy had as many turnovers as touchdowns. He's been a turnover machine in the last couple of years. Based on his play... There's no way you sign him to the most money in the NFL. No, you make him play year four at $11.7 million. You pick up the fifth-year option, but you make him play this year at that mark, and you address other positions on your team. So that may be the best part of this all. And frankly, I haven't heard enough of this, and I haven't read about this either. Has he changed his way of thinking where instead of, in the back of his mind, it's 2025, 2026, et cetera, all of a sudden it becomes all about this year. Every move he makes 
is for 2024. You as a Jaguar fan, that's best case scenario. You don't want to wait until 2025, 2026. You've been waiting for 30 years. You've been the most patient fan base in pro football. That's a good thing. Be really intriguing to monitor him. Decision after decision after decision that he is going to have to make. And it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. I think if you see all those restructures and things like that happen, there's the proof. He's trying to win right now. So, something to consider. Your response, 641-1010, best way to get us. That's the text line. That is brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure. Open till 9.30 tonight, but what about Sundays, $2.50, Bloody Marys, $2.50, Mimosas, only at the Blue Crab, Crab House, right off of San Jose, Jointon Creek Road, there's no place I'd rather be right now than here, Hogan Road, but the Blue Crab Crab House is, is probably right there at number two. I had friends who went last night said it was the best oysters they've had uh, perhaps ever. Dollar oysters on Wednesday night. You an oyster guy? Absolutely raw. Um, Maybe a a little bit of hot sauce. Steamers? Steamed clams? I've never really had clams, I don't think, in my whole life. I don't know. Steamers are bigger. Yeah, steamers are bigger where, where I come from. No, it's not Mars, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, I love mussels. Although, although the politics where I'm from are similar to the politics in Mars. Stop it, Blue. Blue, keep it to sports, man. No, steamers are bigger there. Steam clams, lobster, main lobster. It's amazing how things change in our waters, right? And it's the same water. Mm-hmm. Tuna, big up there. Haddock. Freshwater bass. Those little kivers. That are like sunfish, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a fish. I I may get into that. I'm saying, you know, when I get older in life, the way I'm headed, as I always say, I'm I'm about a cheeseburger away from a heart attack. So maybe I ought to consider that as like soothing way of... uh, Enjoying life, just dropping a line in a pond, right? Sound cool? Have your chair out there. Get there at like 6.30. Have a little Tullamore Dew. <laughs> that is early. A couple of guys have recommended that after our phone line situation that I ha- have an extra uh, an extra Tullamore Dew tonight. Th- you bought me a bottle of Tullamore Dew for Christmas. Thank you so much. Yes. I, I'm about to finish off my bottle from you, Angel's Envy. Delicious. Highly recommend. The bottle's badass looking too. I would um I would tell you how I became a fan of that. It was when I traveled with the Jaguars drinking with someone else out on the road who's a big fan, but I don't know if that individual wants me to publicly mention. So I won't. 
But that's how I learned about Angels then. Does his name rhyme with Ryan Wexton? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. But, yeah, I, I found myself in a long conversation with, with, with Brown Liquor over the weekend. and With Brown Liquor or about Brown Liquor? About it. Oh. Uh, it was actually with, a, with another, well, a former Jaguar, this one being Aaron Beasley when we play golf, just talking about, you know, what you like and what you don't like. And he was going with, like, one of those IPAs, and I'm like, bro, you're too old to be drinking an IPA. Come on, man. That's for college kids, right? You know, you're from West Virginia. You're from those parts. I mean, you're, you're a regular beer drinking guy. What are you IPA and me for? And it was uh, it was early in the morning. I was going with the with the uh, with the Bloody Marys. But I I say it all the time. Whether it's Angels Envy or whether it's, you know, I'm more of an Irish whiskey guy, I don't like mixing it with anything. And I know a lot of people. That's their deal. You know, on the rocks or um, even my brother drinks a lot of the vodka sodas. I can't do it. I just the only thing I really like to mix vodka with is is Bloody Marys. Oh, what about orange juice? Here and there. Oh, I love that. You know, it's got to be 100 degrees and, 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 you know, just drinking Miller Lights. You know, when it's 100 degrees, you can't, you can't be drinking Guinness on the golf course. when it's, it's just not refreshing, right? Even though I'd love to. I, right now, it's great Guinness weather. Oh, yeah. So how are you doing? You, we had problems with the lines. I offered you my rubber hammer. Uh, you didn't elect to use it. No, we're still having issues. Looks like our boy Rafael Esparza not joining us either tonight. Did we pay the bill? Uh, that's actually a great question. That's for not me to answer. Okay. I don't know, man. Uh, at first, we thought it was a Comcast issue. At this point, I'm thinking it's an us issue. I know some of the higher-ups will listen. They're probably like, oh, my God, is Blue going crazy? <laughs> complain? I, I mean, No. The fishing show is more pissed than we were. I'm taking this like a I'm taking this like a trooper. I'm looking at show after show after show after show after show, and it goes off and ends the way it's supposed to. Every once in a while, there's going to be a mulligan. Every once in a while, there's going to. I'm just I'm just upset we didn't get that Wink Martindale analysis that Jacksonville's just begging for right now with Art Stapleton live from the Bergen Record. We'll do that another time. Hope I don't jinx Wink. Yeah, what if he gets would it be better or worse if he gets hired tomorrow or someone else gets hired tomorrow? Um who's like your who do you want? I'm down to two guys. I want Wink or I want Leslie Frazier. I want a proven I want a proven guy. I mean, Ryan Nielsen is intriguing, but he's been a defensive coordinator for one year. You know, Doug Peterson, when he built this team, he brought in a first-time offensive, defensive, and special teams coordinator. They all started from scratch. And two years down the road, it hasn't worked with Caldwell. He's gone. I mean, look at the frustration with this fan base with Press Taylor. He's second only to Trent Bulky on the let's-get-him-out-of-town bus, right? So... Usually when you make changes, you go to the opposite of what you had. And I think that's true in about anything in life. 
right? If you're working on your fourth marriage and you fail with three blondes, are you going back to another blonde? I'm asking you, the married guy. Oh. Happily married. Um, No, you're going brunette, man. You're going redhead. You're not going back to a blonde if you're 0 for 3. Most likely. You're like Rob Deere. Unless you really want to think you can get it done this time. Finish the job. We've only just begun. That's so great. Love that. Love for the fourth time. Yeah, I see somebody stupid. I mean, the commercials here on our radio station are outstanding. But I see some of these stupid commercials when I'm watching football. And like every other commercial is like find love on an island. You know? Married five times, lightning in a bottle. It's going to happen this time. You watch any of those shows? I know Hicken does. I just can't do it. Just whatever it may be. It's that or it's like, you know, become a star. You can sing or, I don't know, you can juggle. Oh, just like any. You can juggle on a bike. I don't know. I mean, it's just like. Oh, I thought you meant like a dating show. What it, well, anything. That's just like, I, I thought that whole reality thing was kind of beginning to dim a little bit. No. 6911 says, Blue, not, not me. Not anymore, brother. Gave up my tickets. I gave them up when Urban was hired. He was fired. I may have bought them again, but only if Bulky had been fired. All right, so we got one here saying that that's not the case. I, I, I'm not going to look at someone and say you're a liar. Not gonna do that. I, I, but I almost never get these. Okay. Being a fan is is such a drug. It is such an addiction. It's like gambling, man. It's like alcoholism. It's like walking up and down Phillips Highway, waiting on your next fix. You can't get rid of it. Now, I divorced Boston, right? I'm really struggling through this. I, it's, um, I don't know, you know, I, I do know why I'm doing it. But, you know, I said I wouldn't talk Boston anymore. You notice I almost never mention Boston athletics anymore. I've given it up. I have. And, you know, I, I read the box score. I keep an eye. I watch NHL on fly every morning. I know exactly what's going on. But I just don't watch it anymore. I think it's better for my overall um, self-being. Those who say you're done with the Jaguars, you come back. Again, it's a drug to you. And it should be. You're lifers. You're lifelong fans. Of course you're going to be discouraged. And you're also going to be excited. I still think it's going to be an incredible year. I really do. This is going to be so much fun to monitor move after move after move. And, you know, the expectations are going to change a little bit. Instead of everyone, including myself, saying, hey, it's like taking candy from a baby. The Jags are going to win the AFC South. Take everything you own and bet on it. No. This year, you're going to see Houston. You're going to see Indy. Who knows what's going to happen in Nashville? It's, It's nuts. Snoop Connor signed today in Dallas. Here's another fifth-round pick. Nothing happened with Snoop. 12 carries, 42 yards, and a touch. Practice squad the entire year. I think he got called up maybe. May have had a few few at-bats. I don't think any carries, but 
might have been active. Uh, they they did not pick up practice squad players. Snoop Connor, EJ Perry, the quarterback, well traveled, right? Wasn't he BC and Brown, if I remember correctly? Jacob Harris. How much airtime did I waste on Snoop Connor and Jacob Harris over the years? I remember I had Snoop on after the draft and everyone driving around going, Snoop! They give us to Connor. Touchdown, Jacksonville! Snoop Connor, his 14th touchdown of the year! I don't care. Everyone's going, Snoop! Egon. James Murray let go. And Henry Mondu. <laughs> who I thought was the worst player of the 85, excuse me, 90, uh, who was out at the Millard Electric Center during camp. Uh, those five players let go. Uh, I think he came in last night. So that has officially taken place. All right, let's get caught up here. Why don't we do that? Uh, 6106, but we don't position coaches that should be experts, have some say in scouting for the draft. If so, we will have more than just a bulky problem. It, hey, listen, we'll never know. I, I have no idea. And I'm not even talking about every once in a while they'll let a journalist in or whatever to a war room. I'm talking about the hours and hours of preparation and study and the boards they put together. Who has the say? You have to trust your scouts. That's why you hire them. Someone the other day told us, analytically speaking, that Tony Khan had say in late picks. Tony Khan is the reason why James Robinson was signed as an undrafted free agent. I don't know what to believe in that situation. I don't know. I, I have to. Trevor Lawrence, top pick, Trevor Lawrence and Trayvon Walker, I would think that Shad Khan's going to sign off on the top pick in the draft. That'd be my guess. I may be wrong. But was it Urban Meyer? Was it Doug Peterson? Was it all Trent Baalke? I, I, don't, I don't know how that works. And the only way you're going to know how that works is if someone leaves, gets fired, goes to another team, and, and, uh, and leaks it. But if you notice, a lot of ex-coaches, why don't they leak? Remember the anonymous stuff that came out a week and a half ago about how they're firing the problem and that the issue is still there? I have a great idea as to who I think said that on the defensive staff. But you don't put a name on it. It's anonymous. Why? He's looking for another job. These coaches are looking for more work. You start outing things that happened. Is your next head coach going to be like, oh, yeah, we need this guy? Well, you need him. He just, you know, he just absolutely crapped all over his former organization. You want to bring him in here? So that's why you don't get it. And that's the only way you're going to get it. Same thing applies for scouts. They want to get work elsewhere. They're smarter than that. It's a very, very, very tiny fraternity once you actually get in the bowels of the stadium and those who have say. So to answer your question, yes, I got to believe position coaches have a massive say, but I don't believe they're close to being the guys who pull the trigger. You know, that's general manager and coach. And I don't know where Shad Khan and Tony Khan play into that. I don't. 
I'd be lying to you if I said I did. Much more to do with you tonight till 8. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Such an emotionally uplifting song. Maybe the Jaguars should play this before they take the field. Orchestrate, author, engineer. A 12-play, 75-yard drive. Takes six and a half off the clock. Best bet yet, your defense rests. Uh, Somehow last night, I got on some um, YouTube. I was watching some great knockouts, uh, heavyweight knockouts. I was was going back to two of the very best, uh, the undefeated Rocky Marciano. Right down the road from where I grew up in Brockton, Massachusetts. The same place that also produced marvelous Marvin Hagler. And Joe Lewis and all that. Then I, I I stumbled on the Larry Holmes knockout of uh, of Jerry Cooney, but I forgot that Jerry Cooney ended the career of Ken Norton, knocked him out in the first round, just annihilated the former heavyweight champion. And the best part of it, you know, who was actually calling the fight, Dan Deerdorf. Okay. Now, I was going to say Cosell. He seemed to be doing all those. I think Cosell gave it up after the – someone beat the tar out of the uh, – he, he went on to be an actor. He was, another, he was a white fighter, heavyweight. Uh, it was Larry Holmes who just annihilated him. And he had a little bit of a Rocky in him. Was it Tommy uh, – No, one time Morrison. Morrison? It, was, it was a decade prior to that. Oh, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. But he just took punch after punch after punch, and and Howard Cosell was like, that's it. You know, I can't believe they haven't called the fight. And I think that was it for him. But, you know, you think of Dan Deerdorf. He's a Hall of Fame player. He went to Michigan, Hall of Fame offensive lineman. Tex Cobb. Tex Cobb, thank you. Yep. Very successful broadcast career as a football analyst, including Monday Night Football when he did it with Al Michaels and Frank Gifford. But I had forgotten that he was actually would do play by play. Yeah, I thought he was very good. Some people got down on Deardorff. There's a guy right there I really liked. I thought he was great. Left hand to the stomach, and another right hand to the side of the head of Norton, who stands on the rope. Left hand to the heart by Cooney. Norton bangs away now at Cooney in Norton's corner. And another left hand scores it again. The legs of Norton wobble. Norton is hurt in his own corner. Cooney trying to measure him. Misses two uppercuts but scores with combinations of left hand Norton straight up. Norton is about to drop. Norton is on his knees and finally He's like sitting oh, it's unbelievable. in the corner like because his legs aren't giving out yet. But his body, his upper half has. Is that Deardorff? And the ref is just, I can't tell. I can't tell with that call. Maybe there's another call. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's one of the worst beatdowns that I'd seen because he's literally sitting on the second rope, and Cooney's just – Cooney hits him about six times, maybe eight times. Oh, yeah. Before the referee called the fight. But I'd forgotten that. And you know, I do miss boxing. Back then, it, you know, I think the cage is uh, – you know, the UFC is kind of taken away from it in – in a lot of aspects. Here's a guy here who says... It was he, Dan Deardorff, by the way. What's that now? It was Dan Deardorff. Good it call. It was? Yeah. 
with Alex Waloa. Don't oh, know. actually, this is for the George Foreman versus Cooney fight. I'm not sure about that one. Okay. Might have been. Uh, the one with Norton was clearly uh, Deardorff, because I was like, is that Dan Deardorff? By the way, the way we the reason we played YMCA, yeah, we are giving away <laughs> oh a membership, a year membership to the YMCA of Florida's First Coast, valid for up to household of two. Are you kidding me? Visit fcymca.org for more information. This is one of our more expensive prizes. How do you want to give it away? I want to give it to someone old school. Dan Deardorff in St. Louis with the Rams played on one of the great offensive lines in that era. He was the big name. He was the pro bowler, but he was always the second offensive lineman mentioned because also on that offensive line was arguably the dirtiest player to ever play the game. I need the name of that player. Unfortunately, he passed in like the last two years. And guess what? Our phone lines don't work, so you're going to have to text it in at 641-1010. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. The first name that we see, the correct name that we see, you do get one year free membership there at the uh, YMCA. Got a guy here taking a a massive shot at me. Maybe you as well, saying, why didn't we just put the guest on the uh, on the cell phone? Because he wouldn't have been able to hear you. Yeah. yeah. And it would have sounded like ass. Apparently, and my boss would have called me and uh, probably complained. Uh, the 5360 <laughs> is here. He goes, Blue, you sound like the Jags offense not being able to run the ball because <laughs> the phones aren't working. What do we do now? Pathetic. Use your cell phone, genius. (laughs) I love the word pathetic. What do we do now? I never, I never echoed. What do we do now? I hand. You know what that's called? Fifty three sixty. That's called live radio adversity, and I handled it like a veteran. All right. Uh, we got our first twenty eight zero six. Conrad Dobler. Congratulations. At one time, he was the pride of the University of Wyoming. Conrad Dobler. Man, what a fascinating story he was. Just brutal. I mean, just vicious. You go back and see. Just the way the game was played then in the ditch. And and, and really, that includes the defensive backfield and everything. The way they hit quarterbacks. I... You know what? Let me. Do we have to take another break? We do. All right. Let me. Let me try to say this with respect. I think what disappoints me with today's younger generation is there's not enough respect for founding fathers. When I grew up, I wanted to learn about Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron and Willie Mays and Ted. I mean, I don't think today's kids really care. But if you were to go back and watch football in the 60s and in the 70s, it's all up on YouTube, into the 80s, just how incredibly different each and every one of our sports are. Now, nothing has changed the way it has in hockey, but also football. And just to look at how incredibly physical 
the game was. And what you used to be, talk about hits out of bounds. Talk about laying out wide receivers. Talk about sacking quarterbacks. Talking about jamming wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. Talking about being down the bottom of the ditch if there's a loose ball and and grabbing uh, other players by their privates to try to, I mean, you name it, it happened. It was just a totally different style of football. Everything was allowed back then. I would just think that people would want to look back on something like that. You know, instead of today where everything's about what? Everything's sexy, man. Everything, let's put together that wide open spread offense, trips wide receivers, four wide receivers, throw the football. You know, it's 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 fun. You want points, right? It's electrifying, but it, it is different. It is different from then. You may want to go back and look at that. All right, we got much more to do. Take you up till 8. Hacker will join you then. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. All right, uh, good stuff going on right now over at Key Buick, Key GMC, right there across the street from Tinseltown, South Side and Gate. Uh, plenty to choose from. All sorts of good stuff. Uh, that you can get uh, in the lot, brand-new 2024s, still uh, new 2023s, used vehicles as well, anything to fit your budget, incredible incentives. Love my GMC Sierra truck from Key, and the GF has a Buick Enclave as well from Key. How about the return of tight end Cam McCormick with the U? He is returning to Miami for his ninth college football season. And I don't even know what else to say about this. I watch every Hurricane game. Does he do anything? Does he play? Oh, anymore? no. I mean, he he's like a backup tight end. He's a, he he's a, plays in every game, but I, I think he had probably like 100 yards receiving this year or something like yeah. that. He's from Oregon. He followed Mario. Apparently, he had like three seasons ending, season ending injuries in consecutive years. And then with COVID and with a redshirt year, it's a joke. But ninth year of college. So he's going to be about as old as Chris Wenke was when he went away and played baseball for six years and returned. I think that he was in the class of 2016, they said. <laughs> yeah, he was in the same class with, with, uh, Jalen Hurts. Like J.J. Water, or I mean uh, T.J. Yeah. Watt or something. I, I, I will say this. Leaving college is, is hard. And, you know, I, before I got into this, I was a bartender. I got a real good job at Florida State. And, you know, that la- I, I really should have graduated in 90, but I, I took less of a course load and extended into 91 uh, that first semester. And I didn't want to leave. I had good friends. I, I, it's not like I had a job outside of being a bartender. And, you know, rent was cheap, and I was still having a lot of fun. Being able to stay in college um, is not the worst thing ever, or staying in the college neighborhood, if you will, because once you get out, you know, that is officially when the real life begins. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. That real life includes interning for Tom Block and finding my way towards radio. How you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah, I'm on the oldest 40-year-old on the planet, but back when I was in college, I completely 
echo your sentiments, although my deal was I started in radio when I was 18. So I was in college, and I was producing Dempsey's show every day on 930. So I didn't live the full college experience like I'm sure some did because I was working every afternoon. Yeah, you lucked out, and, and people want to get into this. They just think the jobs appear. You and I both had to intern. So it's, I don't know if it's still the same now. I don't. I, you know, things happen all across, and um, certainly knowing someone is probably the, the best thing that can happen if you want to do television or radio. But back then it was about just learning the game. And, and being an intern. All right, what's coming up tonight? What do you got? Yeah, obviously, we're going to do a lot on the Jaguars. Boy, Albert Breer gave us a gift today mm-hmm. in the Monday morning quarterback. is, You know, we, we've been talking about this for a while, but basically he was saying, if you missed it, that, you know, could there be a Trent Balky press Taylor issue? Maybe there were some rumblings that Breer heard, again, from SI and the Monday morning quarterback about Balky and some of the management starting to question the offense under press Taylor. So we're going to get into that. You know, who are you more satisfied with heading in to 2024 if you're a Jaguar fan, Trent Baalke or Press Taylor? So a lot of Jaguars. We're going to spread it around, Rick. Sean Devaney talking NBA tonight. Bill Bender of the Sporting News talking college ball. So we got a lot to do coming up here until 10 o'clock tonight. A couple of uh, ex-colleagues of mine in Chicago. Yeah. I, I hated to see that the Sporting News had some major layoffs yesterday. Uh, glad that neither one of those two – is. Bender's there. Sean there? Sean's with Heavy.com now. Is he? Okay. And he's been with Heavy.com for a couple of years. Heavy.com is doing a lot more in sports. They're, okay. they're really starting to branch out a little bit. He's Heavy. their main com. NBA guy. Yep. I haven't done a lot with them. I'll have to take a look at it. All right, Hack, have a lot of fun tonight. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate you being with us. We tried to have some things lined up, but uh, obviously the phone lines did not do its part. Hopefully it's back tomorrow up and running, and uh, we'll get ready for our Friday program as always a ton came in on the text line and i do thank you Uh, i didn't get a chance to respond to all of you we just got way too many tonight Uh, but it's always appreciated uh, and i honestly mean that final show of the week is tomorrow six to eight already looking forward to that from jj la selva my name is rick blue we will talk friday at six right here on your home of the jags